Let's talk about some ways to be eco-conscious over the holiday. Let's talk about gifts, shall we? You're listening to The Parenting Junkie Show, the place to go to love parenting and to parent from love. I'm your host, Avital. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so honored and grateful that you are tuning in to the Parenting Junkie Show. I know you have a million things to do, so the fact that you're taking some time and letting me share it with you is truly humbling, and I appreciate it so very much. Today, we have a slightly different take on a popular topic, which is minimalism and gifts and toys and all of that type of thing. And I'm just gonna share some thoughts that I've been having for myself, some notes to self, around gifts and the holiday season in particular, but this could certainly go for birthdays, etc. as well. Before we get started, I want to say thank you to everyone leaving a review on iTunes. That makes the world of difference, so I really do appreciate it. And if you haven't left me a review yet, please go ahead and do so. It really warms my heart, energizes me to keep going, and also really helps us to grow this podcast and grow our audience further afoot and spread this message of peaceful parenting across the world. And if you're just meeting me for the first time, then that's what we're about here, about peaceful parenting, mindful parenting, and conscious parenting. It all falls under the umbrella of helping you to love parenting and parent from love. In other words, to enjoy the act and the process of parenting and to parent from a place that is loving, gentle and kind. My name is Avital. I have four children of my own and my whole practice here at The Parenting Junkie, me and my team are here to serve you with mindset and mindfulness all around parenting. So I hope very much that you enjoyed this week's episode and if you would like the show notes for it, you can find them over at theparentingjunkie.com forward slash 43, number 43. And what you'll also find there is links to a whole bunch of gifts and toys that are Parenting Junkie approved, things that I enjoy with my own children and that I think you'll enjoy with yours. So just go over to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash 43. You can also leave me your comment there or you can leave it on Instagram. Just tag at Parenting Junkie. And I just love seeing your selfies and your screenshots. And it's so cool to see how many different languages people are posting in about these podcasts. Um, it just, it's, it's just really, really exciting and cool for me to see that. So thank you so much for tagging me, for DMing me, for commenting on Instagram, for making this not just a one woman show, but an actual full on community. I appreciate that so, so very much. Okay, let's switch gears and talk about, uh, let's talk about consumption and gifts and toys. Now, I know that people in our community are from all over the world and very different walks of life and lots of different socioeconomic statuses and you know, different uh, cultures and different countries, etc. But a good portion of you are in the US and that's where I am currently based, although I've lived in two other continents as well. And I realize that if you are in the US, the impact of materialism and the availability of toys and just the, the, just the availability of consumption everywhere we turn is 
overwhelming, frankly. I mean, it's just there all the time. And there is so much and it's so attractive and exciting. And we get those dopamine hits or is it dopamine? I think it's dopamine from getting new things and packages in the mail. And if your kids are anything like mine, they're used to the fact that you can simply press a button on your phone and you will be delivered with the world's best things, with toys, with food, with whatever you might want. They're used to that fact. And so it's so very difficult to be eco-conscious and be conscious consumers and be less materialistic within that environment. It's, it, it, I found it far less challenging to embrace minimalism and a non-materialistic outlook when I lived in Israel. Not because Israel doesn't have all of that stuff. It does. It certainly does. It's a very developed country with a lot of toy stores and uh, but it just was much less available and people live in much smaller homes with much less storage. People don't have garages and basements and or even, you know, bedrooms for each child, which is something that a lot of the people I know around here do have. And a lot of people of course don't. I'm not saying that everyone in the US has that. I'm just saying that overall it was much less focused on materialism. And people, you know, I just found that people were much less likely to be getting a lot of things around holidays or around gifts. They'd probably be getting one birthday gift for their kid, one holiday gift, a small holiday gift. It was much more focused on experiences and on loving time spent with family and much less focused on what you get. I mean, even Halloween in the neighborhood that we live in, it used to be, I'm assuming, it used to just be giving out candy. And I, I bet some of it used to be homemade as well. But today, it has to be brand name candy. And that's often not enough. The kids are coming home with buckets full of stuff with like toys, like plastic necklaces and little wind-up toys. And I don't know what, all kinds of junk. And the expectation for getting more things is just so much wider spread, at least in my experience, where I currently live. And I hope for you that that's not true where you live. But I mean, when I take my kids to the dentist, they get prizes. My town often puts on these little fairs where they're, you know, every other business is giving out free, you know, water bottles or pencils and pens and notepads and little water guns. And I don't know what, um, just as advertising really. Um, so it's hard to consume mindfully. It is. And if this sounds like a rant and like I'm blaming everyone else, I mean, it is a little bit of a rant. So I better, I better stop now. I'll get off my soapbox. But I just actually want to turn the spotlight to where it really should be and where kind of the real issue is. And that is within myself. Um, I find it difficult to consume mindfully myself. And I'm so committed to it. And yet... I'm also committed to living joyfully and relaxed and just not taking things too seriously and not getting too bogged down and just making life work in, a, in an easy way. And if that means, you know, ordering it on Amazon, then, then I just go for it and I don't, you know, obsess over the results. So, you know, I think sometimes you've got to do the things that you've got to do to just enjoy your life and get through the day or, or have, you know, whatever, free up the time that you need um, or spend within your budget. And it's not always possible or desirable to restrict ourselves. And yet, <laughs> here come the holidays, here come that gifting season, here come all those crazy sales, <laughs> the endless sales where the prices are laughable, and the feeling is that everybody and their mother is out shopping, and we should be too. 
And that's not just the feeling in the air or on the TV or on the internet or on Instagram. It's also often what our kids are noticing. Our kids are noticing from the movies or from their friends the expectation that there should be many, many, many boxes under the Christmas tree or that they should be getting gifts every day of the advent calendar or that they should be getting, you know, whatever it is, prizes for all sorts of things. Um, And the expectation just rises. So with all of this in mind, I just want to share some thoughts that I've been having for myself. And what I try to remind myself is that whilst I do buy my children toys and we have a lot of stuff and we enjoy that stuff, and I'm not apologetic about it and I'm, you know, not super minimalist in in every way. I'm not. I know. And that's fine with me. Um, I try to remind myself that the world needs less consumption, and that my children need less consumption, that these opportunities of the expectation for a lot of gifts and other people buying a lot of gifts is a chance for me to actually teach my children and model what I really value, for me to explain to them why I'm not getting a lot of things, why we're going to enjoy the particular singular things that we choose why we can choose those things guilt-free and enjoy them and be grateful for them, um, but not let things get out of hand, right? Keep the consumption mindful. And whilst I am drawn to that idea of spoiling my kids with this toy and that toy, and oh, it'll be so much fun to see their faces light up when they open this amazing package of what they, what they most wanted, and I'll be the best mom ever because they'll love me forever because I gave it to them, I try to remind myself that that is not in fact the truth, that they may be excited, but that it doesn't actually benefit them in the long run for them to be receiving so much stuff, that the clutter that it quickly turns into in our house causes more stress than joy, that it teaches my kids that happiness can be bought or that they need a lot of stuff to be happy, that it actually kind of tricks them out of their imagination and of their resourcefulness. And it also tricks them out of the opportunity to save for something. And of all the lessons around conscious consumption where we learn, well, you know, do we really need that thing? How was it made? Uh, you know, what what is it for? All of that kind of thing. What's it made out of? Who made it? That type of thing that maybe could help us be a little bit more conscious around our consumption. Now, just for the record, we have plastic toys in our home. I buy some things, you know, firsthand and all of that stuff. Uh, We are not by any means an incredible example or, you know, pioneers in eco-conscious and eco-friendly gifting or minimalist living. But we are trying and we are discovering some things and I have some ideas of the types of gifts that I feel very confident and very happy giving to my children uh, around birthdays and about around the holidays and I would like to share those with you. And I know that many of you are experts in eco-friendliness and in conscious living and all of these things. I know many of you are experts, so I'd love to learn from you if you'd like to leave a comment on with, you know, please make it judgment and guilt-free, but if you'd like to educate me and the rest of our community further on more ways that we can embrace eco-consciousness, minimalism, that type of thing, please do so over on Instagram. Uh, We would all love to hear. We'll get right back to the show in just a moment, but I have something important I wanted to share with you. 
Last August, 17 families gathered in the green jungle of the Blue Zone in Osara on the west coast of Costa Rica for our first ever present play family vacation called Bliss. We were a total of 75 people and had 48 children among us. Together, we formed a pop-up community of intentional parents. We enjoyed seven days of reveling in that natural beauty of the jungle, regularly seeing spider monkeys and giant iguanas as we breakfasted on our farm-fresh vegan meals. Our children played together every morning, led by our incredible child program director, Claire, and her ukulele. Together with a team of 15 local nannies, she led the children in yoga, nature walks, painting out in the jungle, and ninja runs. Whilst our kids were in their version of heaven, us adults got to do our own yoga sessions. For some of us, this was our first ever downward-facing dog, and others were seasoned yogis. Under the guidance of our gentle leader, Jeanette, it didn't matter at all. Then we grabbed a smoothie and headed up to the rooftop chalet to meet me for a session of designing our family's vision, aligning on our parenting goals and rejuvenating our connection with our partner. It was an incredibly moving moment for me, watching the 34 people sitting gazing into each other's eyes and talking about the most important things in their lives, their family. We were a group of imperfect, intentional parents there to support each other. No one felt awkward when their toddler had a big tantrum at dinner or their kid broke a plate at breakfast. No one worried they would be judged. Even though we were a diverse group of people from all over the world, Russia, Israel, India, Afghanistan, the UK, Iran, Canada, and the US, we were among like-minded parents who held the same values. We each had a relaxing massage with the background music of the many waterfalls at Bodhi Tree. Some of us surfed in one of the world's most celebrated surf destinations, and others of us ziplined down the miles of jungle top. And yet others simply took a book and read by the pool as our kids splashed together in the waters. Magic happened out there on our bliss vacation. We got to see the majestic sea turtles lay their eggs at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. And as we were doing yoga one day, a sperm whale swam by. And by the end of our dance party on the very last day, there was hardly a dry eye among us. In just one week, we had connected like a family. Children became pen pals, adults became soul friends. Our bodies had been nourished and stretched and so had our minds and our hearts. The beauty of Costa Rica had infiltrated our homes and the kindness and warmth of the Bodhi Tree staff had encouraged us. And on a personal level, my family had so much fun, we knew we would definitely be going back which is why we've secured a spot for our present play vacation in Bodhi Tree, Costa Rica again next year, August 2020. Spots are limited, but we would love to welcome your family to join us. So go to theparentingjunkie.com forward slash events to get more information. All right, let's get back to the meat and potatoes or can we say tofu and rice, of the show. 
So here are some ideas that I've seen around me and that I think might be helpful, five to be exact, and they hold within them quite a rich, uh, you know, plethora of opportunity, of ways of gifting. So I hope that this helps. Now, the first one that I'm going into, I have not done and perhaps will do in the future, but the first one is adopting an animal from a shelter. Um, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, anyone out there, but I think this is a great eco-friendly, earth-friendly gift. Giving an animal who needs a home a home. I know that classically, Christmas is a time for gifting puppies and often they're bought from the breeders, but there are lots of animals out there that need a home. And I think that this might be a really beautiful, if, if you're in the market for a pet, this might be a really beautiful uh, way of you know, gifting an eco-friendly and extremely beautiful, exciting, joy-giving, life-giving gift. Now, why do we not yet have a pet? I grew up with dogs and I, I really love dogs and I've always wanted my children to grow up with one. I think that it's so, you know, fun and healthy and they're just part of the family. Um, but we have moved a lot and we travel a lot in this season of our life. And so it's not been really a feasible option for us to do yet. But hopefully in the future, that's something that I would love to do. If you've adopted an animal, I would love it if you show it to me, tag me in your stories or just, you know, share it with me somehow because I'd love to see your cute, your cute fur babies at home. Okay, the second one is an experience. This is by far my favorite uh, gift to give and to receive. Now, I know that little kids want things. They want stuff. They don't want an experience. I get that. So maybe along with the experience, there could be something small, some smaller, you know, type of gift that um, helps with the experience. For example, if the experience is some special trip to a national park, maybe the gift would be a set of binoculars to go and see the birds there, right? To, to bird watch there. Um, or something along those lines, some kind of practical and useful tool that goes along with it. So they get a tangible gift, but the real gift is the experience itself. Um, so an experience like a show, right, going to a special show, to the theater, to a musical or to um, a dance show, maybe having uh, some kind of trip, a road trip, uh, going to a special hike, a bonfire, um, a class that your kids want, like, oh, I'm getting you guitar lessons or dance lessons or whatever as a gift, uh, an experience with mom or dad or grandparents or someone special, like going for a day in the city together or going to get a manicure together or some kind of thing that you do together that's an experience of, you know, joining together and enjoying it and that's how you mark their you know birthday or or their or the holiday and what you could do there is actually give them the coupon or give them a card or send them an invitation to that thing and that is the gift uh, the next one another one that I really love is secondhand gifts for me this is a really easy way of getting those things that we often want but we don't necessarily want to buy firsthand because it's not eco-friendly um, or because it's expensive. So if you want some of the classic toys like Lego or Playmobil, I've had a lot of success buying Playmobil secondhand on eBay. Um, but you know, you might have thrift stores or um, secondhand shops or as I say, online give, giving and swapping groups or eBay, you can often score incredible high quality toys uh, and books and clothes uh, that way. And I feel really guilt free knowing that it's pre-loved and that it, it, it I'm giving a longer life to something. I think that's also a really 
a powerful way of being eco-friendly. So if you want to get your kids some some big ticket item or some special thing like a rocking horse or, uh, you know, a, a car, you know, a toy car or whatever, uh, check out a secondhand option. Often people buy things and they have barely been touched. Sometimes they still have their tickets on them, their labels, um, because they haven't really been used. But the value of that thing goes down just by the fact that it was bought. So even though it's still clean and in mint condition, um, you can get it much cheaper. And again, this is a, a less co- less consumerist option, I think, right? Less, less, uh, less damaging to the earth than consuming new items and fueling that, you know, that machine of making more and more and more. Um, Number four is a long lasting toy. So toys or whatever items that will last for generations. I like to think of these as heirloom items, right? Will your grandchildren be able to play with this? When I look around my playroom and I see the high quality wooden blocks, or I see our Spielgeben set, for example, and by the way, this is not a sponsored. Uh, this is not a sponsored plug. But I will just say that if you email Spielgeburn, if you're interested in buying a set for the holidays, just mention the Parenting Junkie because they'll give you the best offer they can. And I'm not an affiliate, um, but they have put that out and they have sponsored some of my videos, so they will give you a good discount if you um, if you mention the Parenting Junkie. But side point: um, things that will last for generations, right? Uh, my sunblocks, I always think, wow, they're so well-made. Even our Lego uh, and our Playmobil, these are like well-made toys that, you know, I played with the same set of Lego that my children play with at my parents' house. So even though it is plastic and it is new, uh, like we did buy it new, I still think of it as quite an eco-friendly option because it's so long-lasting. Um, so if you can think of things that you buy and make sure that, you know, if they're plasticky and you know that they are going to break within a few years, that's not an heirloom quality toy and that's going to end up in the landfill really quickly. But the things that you think these will be cherished over time, and even if we don't keep it for years to come, we can easily gift it or donate it or sell it to the next user because it's a long lasting, well-made item. And finally, number five is digital gifts. Um, you know, audiobooks, courses, videos, uh, ebooks. These are things that we could be buying our children as gifts. I spend a lot of money on Audible. Honestly, I do. My kids go through audiobooks like water. And I kind of missed a trick there where I should have established that that is something that I do for birthdays or for, you know, holidays that I, you know, a Hanukkah gift could be Audible credits. So maybe I'll be able to backtrack myself out of that one. But if you haven't yet, then that you could establish that as a gift. Here's a gift card for Audible, for example. Um, such a healthy use of that time, in my opinion, listening to audiobooks, um, and also 100% eco-friendly gift uh, right there in our, in our hands. So I would love to hear additional ideas that you have. I mean, of course, you can actually buy things that are made in an eco-friendly way. I feel like that's just a bonus point that I'm going to throw in here because it almost goes without saying, but making sure that you're buying toys from, you know, from eco-friendly makers. Um, And that will, of course, also be an eco-friendly option as well. But we do have to be aware that even if we're buying something that's organic or that's made, you know, in a fair trade way, etc., 
it, it might end up in a landfill very soon as well um, if we're not mindful of the things that we buy. So finally, I think the best way to be eco-friendly over you know, holidays and birthdays is simply to try to minimize a little bit, to try to make it a bit less, a little bit less stuff, a little bit less about the gifts. One of the ways that we've done that is that we've asked family and friends if they want to gift our children something for holidays or for birthdays, if they could please give them uh, credit credit or money for their savings, uh, money that they could invest in the stock market or that they can save or, or uh, you know, a, a gift card where they're sure to be buying the thing that they actually really want rather than them just receiving gifts that they're not really going to use or that we don't really want and that are going to end up uh, in the garbage, which is something that we really want to try and avoid. So I think just a little bit less and a little bit more mindfully. And then not to be sensing that that's a deprivation in any way. When we put less emphasis and less money on the stuff, we can put more emphasis and more money and more time on the joy and connection and fun spent together on playing the games that we bought, on actually reading the books that we've purchased, on actually being together during this holiday season or during a special occasion. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Junkie Show. If this was helpful for you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Subscribing to the show means you'll get the bonus episodes that I only deliver here. And when you rate and review the show, it helps other parents find it. I'll be shouting out some of my favorite reviews in upcoming episodes and would love to spotlight you. And remember, keep on loving parenting and parenting from love. Namaste.